People of the world, welcome to What the Fun Cast, episode 110. It is March 23rd. The weather is getting more and more beautiful by the day. Ahmed is here with me. We're having a great time. Um, it feels like we've been podcasting for over an hour now because we've been talking while I ate dinner. So, <laughs> anyway, Ahmed, welcome to the show for the very 110th time. <laughs> <laughs> for the very 110th time. Oh my god, thank you. It's been an honor. Every week I'm like, am I going to make the cut this week? I don't know if it's going to work out, but somehow it does. So Every time we go through this, I'm, I'm like, some call him this guy, others call him that guy, Ahmed. <laughs> that, I feel like, like that... It's like ingrained uh, in my head. That username forever. is like almost losing its losing its luster, I guess. I, I created it to like... So when I was a weed lad, <laughs> my main username on the internet was Coasterman. 927 before that was like coaster king uh-huh that was for a, a small while but then i was like i'm, I'm a man now so i has to be coaster man because that <laughs> makes sense logically <laughs> but it was coaster man and i'm like you know what i should grow up i should make like a new handle for all of my social media and like have it unified across everything so i could have cool business cards i can be like my website and my twitter and facebook and all that fun stuff is all that guy i'm in so you know if you're trying to stalk me it's really easy i've made it very easy for any stalkers but um I chose that guy Ahmed just because I couldn't think of anything else that was, like, cool, but, like, not super, like, professional and rigid. Like, just your, like, last name and first, or, sorry, first name and last initial. So, I went with that guy Ahmed, and it's everything now. So, it's probably too late to change it, but... Alright, so a couple couple comments, right? what it is. So... Let's go through a couple things. First of all, Coaster King versus Coaster Man. Were you like going through puberty and you're like, oh yeah, I'm becoming a man now? And I'm Genuinely, like, yeah. literally. Like I had my first email when I was I like it. 10 years old and it was Coaster King 927 at Yahoo. And then it became. Could you imagine going and applying for a job, right? And you hand somebody your resume. Now, okay, we'll reach back out to you soon. Uh, what is it? Coaster King 927 at, at gmail.com? Like, <laughs> and that's why I changed it. Well, so it's the issue is I can't change my Google account. Like that's permanent. So I can't, like, I've had to make, like, aliases and whatnot to make it sound like I'm more professional and cool. Um, I won't say my email on here. Please don't spam me. But <laughs> I've made, like, aliases and whatnot. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's now Coaster Man. That's with me forever as long as I have a Google account. And then, uh, yeah, I don't Could know. Could you imagine we'll sitting see. in an interview and someone's like, so, Coaster Man, uh, <laughs> where does that come from? Tell us a little bit about yourself, Coaster Man. Stop. Some people have emailed me on my, like, on the alias, which is like a professional sounding email with my name, and then I'll accidentally reply not with the alias. Like, I'll respond oh, no, with my from actual Coaster Man. From Coaster Man, and then they'll just have Coaster Man. I'm like, oh, you know, my shame. And, like, they'll never say anything, but, like, I know that they're judging me. I know it, because I would. I'd be like, look at this right. clown's email address. Like, right. it might well, as well be at AOL.com. Oh my god, some of them are really bad. Um I got I got like some I forget what happened. Somebody posted my email somewhere, like on like Facebook or something, and all these random people were emailing me. I forget what it was oh, about. No. It was like years and years ago. I can't remember if it was like a like instead of like a Facebook marketplace thing before Facebook Marketplace existed, it was like, Oh, just email like email me here and they put my email and um oh there's my dad or whatever. But anyway, I got emails from like all these people. It was like, you know, I don't know, ridiculous things. Like, like sexy donut, mommy donut 69. Lover. Yeah, <laughs> donut lover. yeah, like uh, wine more like Mimosa 23, you know. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, damn it, there's coffee more like Mimosa, wine more <laughs> like, like Mimosa. Close enough, close enough. Yeah, it was close enough, you get the point. Uh, yeah, just all these ridiculous things. I'm like, guys, like, who, like, what 
mental state were you in when you made this email? Like, my excuse is I was 13. I don't know what anyone else's excuse is. Like, I was just fresh out of high school, and I was like, Mom, I'm a grown man. I need an email. And then... Could you imagine walking to the... Mom, I'm a grown (laughs) man. I'm changing my email to Coaster Man. (laughs) Then your mom yells at you in Arabic. Um, uh, I need to play Roller Coaster Tycoon. And then so my other comment. Time. Sorry, go on. Oh, stop. You and goddamn Co- Oh, my God. Roller Coaster Tycoon. I, I love that game. Oh, you so just play Roller Coaster Tycoon. No, really I haven't played it in so long. Yeah, well, and you're still not going to beat it because by the time you get close to beating it, you're going to lose your save or something again. Stop. Um, my other comment. I forgot was to going- back up my computer when I got a new hard drive. I don't understand. If it was that important to you, how the hell do you forget that? I don't know, because it's not, it's always important in the moment, but then I forget later on, and then I get mad at myself. Whatever. It's fine. I'll just replay the same levels for the 16th time, and I'll have just as much fun with them as I did when I was a wee lad. Honestly, you probably will. (laughs) And then, so my other comment was going to be, with that guy Ahmed, did you think, like, you were the only Ahmed in the world? I guess. There's not many. Did that ever cross your mind? There's really not. There's not. We're going to do this... There's many of us, like, but the op- not like the Oprah interview. Ready? Like, <laughs> is that is that how you felt? That you were the only Ahmed in all of the world? Yes, Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Five minutes in, and we got a lot of shit to cover. Today. Okay, so let's move right cover. into it. All right, Ahmed, what have you been up to lately? Go, <sighs> go take us through it. Not too much. The weather was beautiful this weekend, so I decided to don my mask and go and you know enjoy the sunlight for once because he said i donned my mask i grabbed my sword my shield and my mask (laughs) literally um but yeah it's been super nice this weekend so i didn't really have that much time to to do much i haven't really been streaming much um i plan on streaming more possibly tonight we'll see uh maybe even roller coaster tycoon but um i did play or start finally and play a little bit of bowser's fury uh which i super enjoy i think it's really cool um it's almost seems like a little bit super mario sunshine e a little bit like it excuse me might have been an idea from that era and then they like fleshed it out and used the mario 3d world engine to to like bring it to life kind of thing um like it might have just been left on the drawing board but i really enjoyed it um we'll continue to play that um and then i've kind of just been on a racing games kick i've been booting up forza a lot more often recently not even just on my pc like i'll be sitting on the couch i'm like hmm I could play Overwatch or Crash 4 or something, or I could just boot up Forza and drive some cars. Um, and it's just really relaxing. Once I've kind of, like, I've gotten over the fact that, like, winning doesn't matter, so now I just kind of race just for fun. Um, I don't know. It's I enjoy driving fast cars and pretending, and the, I don't know, scenery is very nice, and the music's cool, so. Buy a Series X challenge. No. <laughs> maybe. Maybe maybe later. Maybe in a few years. Um and then I played a little bit of Burnout Revenge. Uh, sorry, not Burnout Revenge. Burnout Paradise Remastered. Um, I was like, Burnout Revenge yeah. is like the oldest Burnout game. I don't know why I typed that instinctively. Um, Burnout Paradise Remastered. So uh, we'll talk about this later, but long story short, EA Play um, has been released for Xbox Game Pass on PC. So I have access to Burnout Paradise Remastered. I actually already owned Burnout Paradise the original, but it couldn't even be scaled up to 4K because it was pretty old. I think it was released in like 2009. Uh, so Burnout Paradise Remastered was pretty cool. I burned it up or brought it up, played it a little bit on stream, and it was funny because like half the entire soundtrack or not half the entire soundtrack is all like would get the Twitch channel shut down immediately. So I was like playing it in silence for a while, um, <laughs> but it was it's okay. Like it's fun to crash your car every once in a while, but the the age of the actual like gameplay mechanic is really showing. 
Um, like the physics of the cars is not what you'd expect it to be in this day and age. Um, just everything about it was very, very arcadey. Like it seems like a game that you'd pop a few coins in and play like a few rounds of Dave and Buster's and be like, that was fun, and then you'd move on. It was very like, what's the game called? Cruising USA. It was very Cruising USA. Cruising USA. Oh my god. Um, but it's it's fun for what it is. But it's not something that I'm gonna like. I have to beat this game. Like you just go and smash some cars, and that's really it. Um, and then besides that, obviously just more Hades, more Overwatch. Hades really become like my go-to when I'm just like tired and i don't want to talk to anybody and i don't want to get too stressed out because i know even if i lose that i'll have a good time because i'll be progressing through the story more and like defeating my relationships with all the different characters and whatnot so it's never stressful like i never have a bad experience with Hades. so it's becoming my kind of go-to game um and obviously i played a little bit of overwatch with you which can go one of two ways it can go very frustratingly or it can go very well um but usually when we just play arcade then the stakes are low and it's fine so um, yeah, it's funny because like I'm never, yeah, I'm never like annoyed by it. It's like it is what it is. Like if I lose and we play competitive and I don't do well or whatever, I'm like I don't know, I don't care, whatever. What are you gonna do? <laughs> I guess. But what's I gonna think... happen? Are you gonna lose? Yes, my SR. Do you know how hard that shit is to get. <laughs> it's so hard. Don't don't worry about it. And there's no need. <sighs> Damn. Maybe I should free my mind like you. <laughs> You gotta Free cleanse. Yourself. It's you fine. gotta just uh, absorb the negative energy and what's that other word that you mentioned? Uh, manifest. Yes, <laughs> you manifest. Manifest. <laughs> manifest positive. Oh the, I think the issue, the reason I got upset, is because I don't like playing with, like, basically babies. Like, <laughs> usually, if you're playing with a group that's like you know 21 plus or 18 plus on Overwatch or whatever. They're generally going to be fairly good at the game, and if your rank is low, then they're not going to accept you into the group. So I like to keep my rank generally to a, at least in like gold, maybe high silver, just to like be able to join those groups and not get shamed, be like you're garbage. Like I want to have a good time and not have to be have to resort to playing with like babies. So that's my logic for for wanting to keep it my SR. But yeah. if you don't play competitive at all or like join random groups, then I can see why doesn't necessarily yeah. matter to you as much i'll play competitive with you but like yeah i have no i i think we talked about this once before uh maybe one or two episodes ago about people being assholes on the internet so yes. i have no desire to play with babies or humans or adults or anyone yeah uh, play with friends and that's it i'm good i find more often than not like so it's funny i've realized that like my desire to hop on overwatch and join random groups and like play with completely complete strangers stems out of a lack of social interaction in general during the pandemic so i'm like it's friday night this is the time when i would normally like go out and hang out and see friends and do things but i'm not so let me boot up overwatch and pretend like i'm going out and meeting new people and talking with them about random things and that's kind of like i think where it comes from i don't know that's my analysis you go out and you're like, you're like hey what's going on about to play some overwatch and they're all like hey man your ass are blows go back to the training screen a little bit but like i don't know generally i've found some like really fun people like and then i'll friend them in my you know it's four in the morning oh, a friday night and i'm like oh yeah i'll friend you guys and then later i'm like i don't know who this person was i don't know why right I and them. then you freaking keep them in there and then they join our party it's, while we're playing it's the most infuriating and that's why i stay appearing offline all the time mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm, my secret mm-hmm, mm-hmm. tell me tell me more tell i me will more. anyways um besides video games obviously watched the premiere episode of the falcon and the winter soldier which i'm sure you will also talk about but i thoroughly 
enjoyed the first episode. I'm looking forward to more, and I'm hoping that they keep the same length where they're like 50 minutes-ish or 45 minutes-ish as opposed to like every episode of WandaVision was maybe 20 minutes at best. Uh, but I think there's also only six episodes total of this series, right? Or something like six? that? Six? I didn't know that. Didn't we, like, I think you or Lauren had asked how many episodes there are there, and I looked it up and it was like six. And I was like, wait, what? Oh, That's it? I didn't, I didn't realize the that. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier episodes. We're going to find out live. You heard it here, folks. Yep, six. Wow. Where does it say this? Uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier premiered on March 19th and a warrant for six episodes until March 23rd. So I'm hoping that they keep their hour length. I'm assuming they will, considering it's only six. Because um, it's basically like a, just a really long movie, right? Um, in terms yeah, of yeah, filming I guess production. I see that. So I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Uh, I think it'll be great. And one day, we haven't. I don't think you probably haven't seen it yet. I definitely haven't seen it yet. Uh, the Snyder uh, cut of Justice League... Everyone is kind of raving about it, and I don't know. The original Justice League left such a sour taste in my mouth for the entire DCEU that I'm like, I don't, I have zero desire to see this. But so many people are like, this is an entirely different movie and is so much better. Um, but it's also four hours, so I just have to find the yeah, willpower. You know what I can do in four hours? I could think about playing video games for four hours long. <laughs> think about it, not play them. I could simply think about playing video games. Ugh, yes, I could advance maybe one chapter in Final Fantasy VII Remake in four hours. But anyways. Oh, I, you know, I gotta sit down and play that. I keep same. talking about it. I need. To, I think when I when I do pick that up again, I'm like actually going to go hardcore into it. I'm probably going to lower the difficulty level. Not that it's necessarily a hard game, but I just don't want to be frustrated and do things more than once. Like, I just want to get through it. I'm not... Like, right. I, my list of games is too long. I have no shame about playing on easy mode. No one at home should have shame in playing on easy mode. Just get through it. Enjoy the story. Enjoy the experience. Because it feels like it's a very rich story. And I'm not necessarily right. there for the difficult gameplay. Especially because it's not even what the original gameplay in the original game was anyway. So, whatever. I just right. want to... I just want to be included. <laughs> I just want to know what's happening. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And then there's going to always be the people that are like, oh, well, yeah, wait till you see this. And then they like, spoil oh my God. the next part of the game. No, it's uh, fine. Because it's not out yet, but it's been around forever, obviously. Yeah, it always so. shocked when people were like, when Last of Us Part 2 first came out, and like, I'm playing on Impossible Mode. And it's like, why? Why do you hate yourself? Like, maybe I'm just bad right. at video games, but like, that's not fun for me. Right. No, it's not. It's not fun at all. <laughs> it's just incredibly frustrating. Why would you yeah, do that no. to yourself? Um, no, that's crazy. I like to, I play games to feel powerful and win. I don't know about you. <laughs> play games as a as a power fantasy for me personally. I <laughs> want to pretend that I studied the blade for twenty seven years. Oh my god, studied the blade? I hate you. Truly though. So, yeah, that's probably what I'll do for Final Fantasy Seven. Um, because I don't think the I mean the combat's fun, but I don't know. It was very stressful. Like, the first boss battle, I'm like, I'm going to die in the first boss battle, aren't I? I didn't. But I felt like I was using every single possible resource, which maybe is how the game is meant to be played. But I just, I can't imagine it getting easier from then on. Right. No, yeah. I agree with you. Anyways, all right. Now that we're 15 minutes in, what have you been doing so we can move into all 16,000 news items that we have to talk about this week? That's okay. I have confidence that we'll be able to speed run through them, give the hot takes in slow motion, and then speed run through the rest of the news. At least one um, of us does. It's... <laughs> Uh, I've been on still on my kick of like um, sleeving up and like protecting my old Pokemon cards. That's been like uh, something that's been kind of relaxing uh, lately. So I've still been working on that. Uh, finally got so everything as I mentioned on the streams, everything is out of stock. Like binders, everything. So the old three ring binders that I grew up using, like bend the cards. So I got these like integrated 
like side loading ones that are more protective or whatever and they're more standard nowadays so i finally got some on like msrp on amazon because everyone including amazon like first party is scalping and like <laughs> prices are higher on everything which oh, is no. insane yeah like even so i think i may have mentioned this in one of the uh, one of the streams but amazon is even scalping on pokemon card prices so like their pokemon card prices are anywhere between like 20 to 30 percent more expensive like the official um, sold by amazon.com like the official sold by amazon.com so it's really ridiculous but um yeah so once i'm done i'll uh i'll maybe take some pictures and stuff like that but there are these nice like um like zipper binders which is kind of cool because I, I figure with the zipper it'll be a little more sturdy um a little more sturdy and keep them i don't know better protected and it shouldn't like be bulging or anything because the you can't add any more sleeves into it they're just like double-sided pages or whatever i don't know i'll, I'll post a picture on them with funcast instagram once i one day when they ship which i think actually one they're all supposed to ship in like mid to late april and then they suddenly like came in now um one of them did and one of them will be here friday so test it out and uh and post some pictures later but yeah so i've been going through that and doing a lot of that stuff just trying to sleeve up uh, a lot of my older collection um, stuff and then some of the newer stuff that I've gotten uh, on stream and stuff like that. So um, a lot of the older, and I've talked about this a lot too, a lot of the older cards, even if they're like common cards, are actually worth something if they're like first editions or whatever. And we talked a little bit about that um, on one of the prior podcasts or one of the um, one of the streams, can't remember. But anyway, yeah, so first edition stuff is uh, has skyrocketed, but... Uh, so aside from that, that's been kind of relaxing, uh, organizing some of the newer cards that I've pulled on stream because you have so many like common cards in the packs, and then obviously you're more focused on the rare cards. Uh, so I've got a shitload of common cards, um, and I'll probably look to make a little binder of at least one set of some of the cards that I've um, opened up on the stream. So uh, at least God, you have to make a binder exclusively of all the ball guys you've collected. Stop. I'm going to make them <laughs> their own little home. Um, they'll be in the back of the binder. Guy. Oh the house God. of ball guy please <laughs> um yeah so i i will definitely do that uh, maybe against my own free will but i will definitely do that <laughs> uh but what else what else what else uh, i played fortnite for literally one second so <laughs> i played the intro logan and i were supposed to play uh dabbled with the idea of playing together on the stream on thursday and then it didn't work out so i ended up booting it up and just trying it out and and playing like one match of the new season and it's nothing crazy it's nothing crazy. I don't know. Like, it seems I, like I looked it's, at it. it's just the same game, but yeah, it, it seems like a very much like a filler kind of season. Like there's nothing really too crazy going on. But then I actually didn't include this. There's rumor that the Rock is like one of the main characters. That's uh, he voices the main character in this season or whatever. So interesting. And that'll be interesting if that happens. Booting up Fortnite and you've got uh, Rock the Dwayne Johnson skin right there. <laughs> So, um, what else did I do? On stream, I played a couple different games. I played Baba is You, which I talked a little bit about last week, uh, which made me feel unbelievably stupid on stream. Um, <laughs> and I looked up the solution, and it was ridiculous. So, that's a fun little game. Uh, I don't know. I'll pick up and play it, I guess, if I'm looking to get frustrated. Uh, I started A Hat in Time, and A Hat in Time is a platformer uh, game to the tune of, like, Banjo-Kazooie kind of games like Donkey Kong 64 a little bit Super Mario 64 those uh, that era of games in that genre we'll say um, and it's a lot of fun really enjoyed it load times are pretty horrendous on Switch but uh, definitely enjoyed my time with it the little bit that I played um, and I've got to play more of that I actually booted it up over the weekend and then fell asleep playing it so 
I uh, obviously am just an awful person that falls asleep everywhere. So <laughs> um, then I also played Bylin Wonderworld, the demo. Is it pronounced um, Bylin? Is it not Balin? Uh, Balin. Sorry, you're right. It is Balin. Oh, I don't, I don't know. know why my brain goes to Bylin. <laughs> I, I, I don't either. know. I was like, maybe I don't know something, but when I see that, I'm yeah, like, that's it, Balin. It probably is Balin Wonder. Yeah, Balin Wonderworld. You're right. So I played the demo. That game is like horrendous. It's it so bad. Looked awful. <laughs> it was horrible. It was painful to play. Um, it was it was really painful to play. So, anyway, that that was that, and that's all there is to say. This game's not even out yet, and it's getting all this bad press. It's really sad, actually. Uh, yeah. Pour one out for Byland, Balan, I mean, Wondrous. Is World. it sad? Like, what developers did they hire? The freshmen from like that took a Unity class one time. Like, it. Wow, call us out by name. Ahmed. I'm come on, but genuinely, like that's the game that we would make when we took our game design class one time. Like, it's not that is good. That is one of the first things that I thought. Yeah, that is absolutely one of the first things. It that looks I awful. It genuinely looks like an N64 game at best. It's so bad. Yeah, it reminds me of Croc for PS1, which I hadn't oh even God, thought about because the in level years. design was so basic. Yeah, because the level design was so basic. Yes, it was. Bad. Um, and then, I, so as we were, mm-hmm. I was waiting for Balan Wonderworld, or Balan, whatever the hell it's called. Uh, so I was waiting for Hat in Time to update and Balan Wonderworld to download. So I was scrolling through the eShop, and I came across this haunted-looking game with this dude, like, with really, like, low-polygon, low-res graphics called Paratopic. And we, I was busy laughing at the fact of, like, I don't know, this guy, this character in this game looked like... I don't know. Like it looked straight out of like Golden really Eye from Sense right. 64. It did. And it looked ridiculous. So Ahmed's like, you should buy it and play it. It's a horror game. <laughs> so I did. Okay, in my defense, in my defense, before he had even found it, I was like, Paul, it is my dream for you to play a horror game on stream. And then he scrolled past this one and I'm like, haha, that looks funny. I looked it up and I was like, wait, this has like genuinely good reviews. Like it got a nine out of ten on Steam. Like everyone's like, this is amazing, it's incredible, it's an art experience. I didn't realize that everyone reviewing it was viewing it from like a art house. Like, oh, uh, yes, Citizen Kane is the best film of our time. I love the MoMA, the Guggenheim. Like, I didn't realize that that was the people that were praising it. So Paul played it and he can explain to you what happened. And it was uh, it was more of like an experience. It was almost like when you boot up one of those VR things, like whether it's a demo or a paid experience or whatever. And you sit there and you play it for like forty five minutes and it's over and you're like, wow, I just paid money for this. Like, okay, it was um, very experimental, to say the least. It's yeah. a walking simulator. I'm sure it was right. It it was yeah, it was a walking simulator. Um, it was pretty. It was pretty neat having seen like the the details of the story without knowing what the details were and you and you're like jumping around and like, I guess it was kind of. It was interesting because, like, the game was either on a timer or you went to a certain point in, like, the area where it would jump you to another point. I don't know. It, it's not yeah. worth two ninety nine unless you're really looking for a uh, artiste experience. I mean, yeah, if you're if you're very into that kind of, like, artistic kind of thing, then maybe it's for you. I read a synopsis of the story, and the story's told asynchronously. So, like, you, all those jumps you're playing as, like, different characters and different timelines and whatnot. And, like, someone kind of, like, put it all chronologically, what it all means. And, like, the story's cool. It just wasn't presented in a way that was easily digestible. But maybe we're just stupid. I don't know. But Honestly, I think we probably are stupid. But I'm okay with it. I'm cool with being stupid. That's so. fine. Ignorance is the... It was... Ignorance is bliss? Is that what they say? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so that was, that was something. And then I rounded out the stream, of course, with Tetris 99 as I've made a... Uh, 
a routine and a ritual every single time <laughs> I've streamed. So it's uh, I don't know. I love playing Tetris 99 on stream for some reason more so than uh, just playing in bed or whatever. So we played Overwatch like Ahmed said. I've realized that I've got a a newfound love for Total Mayhem where I didn't really like it as much before, but I'm like really enjoying my time with Total Mayhem. It's the best um, mode. Like it really is the best mode. It's so much fun. It's, it's so chaotic. Oh, fun. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. And then, of course, like Ahmed said, uh, I also watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So once uh, those six episodes have finished, we'll probably do a spoiler cast for that as well. Yes. Um, yeah. So cool. uh, a couple things before we jump into the hot news. Uh, so I am going to post on the Discord and everything, but I'm going to stream tomorrow night instead of Thursday night. I've got some stuff that came up on Thursday night. So tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Not sure what I'll stream just yet, but I've got more Pokemon cards I'll probably unbox um the majority of them that i bought are coming on thursday but some came a little bit early so i'll be able to do some of them um uh tomorrow night and then i'll probably play something i don't know what i'll play i've got to go through my list of like indie games that i want to play and all these other like i don't know all these games that i want to play well actually i wanted to play hyrule warriors not that's an indie game but i wanted to play that last week and i never got around to it i think i took up the time with uh baba's you to some extent so i might play hyrule warriors on stream i don't know We'll see. I'll I'm go through my you. games tonight. Making lists is the way to go. My entire life is lists. Because then at least, like, I don't forget about... Like, I, I can at least download all the stuff that's in my head that's like, I gotta do this, I gotta do that, I gotta do this. It's just downloaded somewhere where I can reference it, and I don't have to, like, concern myself with always remembering it. So I have, like, lists of all the movies I want to see, lists of all the TV shows I want to watch, lists of all the video games I want to play, lists of all the, like, places in New York I want to go you. see. And it just makes I it so much you. easier to be like... Hey, what's that video game I wanted to play that I bought like 10 years ago that I forgot that I bought? Oh, right. It's on the list. I hear the words coming out of your mouth, right? So I it's downloaded good... Todoist mm -hmm. and I have a list, right? So I have the list. But I'm like keeping it updated is difficult. I won't I won't deny that. Keeping it updated like every once in a while I'll go be like, "Wow, I haven't updated this in 4 months. I should probably do that." Like specifically with the movies one just tonight. I was like, let me update those release dates because everything was like TBD because it was last updated during like COVID. Uh, yeah, no, I hear you. But, yeah. but like, I have my list right here. I'll even show you. And it's a little list right here. It's got some games on it. It's right? got six games now on I it. I can see. <laughs> it really has six games on it. Yeah. Um, I need to add to it. But I've got my, like, my games are on here that I started the list with. But my brain is like, I just need something easy to go and play. Like, I don't want to play something in depth with like, an engaging story right now it's just yes. my brain after work cannot handle it so that's that's i found that with this list naturally a lot of like the no brain games like just like basic platformers the like two or three hour experience games like journey or gone home or what remains of edith finch or whatever all of those like naturally just float to the top and it leaves all of the games that have been towards the top all along but i've never gotten into like ghost of tsushima uh, no more heroes one and two, uh, Doom, Doom Eternal, uh, Vampire, Red Dead Redemption two, Hitman one, two, and three. All those games are just like mm, I'll get to those one day. I don't feel like playing a thirty hour game just yet. Meanwhile, Final Fantasy seven is like at the top, but that's because I started it already um, as a trial. I never intended for it to stay on this list, but surprise, it has. Uh, but no, I feel that. But at least when you have the list, like you're never gonna forget about a game after it, like you know, has left your brain for you know months at a time you'll just have it there one day you'll get to it who knows when that day will be but when you are looking for a new game you can just scroll through the list and be like mm, i don't want to play this but this or this but 
maybe Luigi's Mansion 3 sounds like a good time, because that's easy and no stakes. I and that's how it works. I'm a real Nintendo fan. I already beat Luigi's Mansion 3. All right. Try. Sorry, I'm fake. I'm like 75%. Maybe that's what I'll play tonight. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> By the way, it's, it's Discord Halloween, truly Halloween. hates us because your voice is like breaking up constantly, but that's fine. Discord can choke. Yeah, um, Discord's really fucking up, huh? Yeah, they really are. Thanks, Discord, for nothing. So, <laughs> um, like I was saying, I'll post in the Discord about the change of schedule for me. Um, if you haven't joined our Discord already, go ahead and join it. Um, if you are looking for a sweatshirt to wear in the warm weather now, uh, if you're looking for a t-shirt to wear in the warm weather now, we have our merchandise up on Redbubble, so go and check that yes. out. Yes. Um, and Redbubble's right, uh, Red shirts are very comfortable, so just... The sweatshirt is incredibly comfortable. But even in the summer, Red the Tri-Blend shirt is so breathable and good. I have, like, other designs, not even what the Funcast designs, on Tri-Blend shirts, and they're so nice, so that's my... Oh, the Tri-Blend, yes. Tri-Blend shirts are really nice. Yes. They they're are. Very, they're a little pricier than the regular t-shirts, but they're absolutely worth it. They're, they fit well. They're like they like contour to your body well, and they're like breathable and they're light fabric. Oh, ten out of ten. Would recommend. All right. You know what else is breathable? <laughs> the entertainment news. <laughs> is it? Uh, so we've got a total Disney blowout again. Uh, yes, again. So after the Investors Day, uh, we still have even more stuff. So Disney has shifted the release calendars around. Uh, for their various film studios, and we've got some new updates, some new dates, and some stuff coming to Disney+. Plus. So I guess probably the biggest, and I don't know, Ahmed, you can tell me of these, this is what the biggest for you is. Um, but Cruella and Black Widow are both coming to Disney+, Plus uh, day and date, uh, as premier access titles as they come to the theaters. So Cruella is coming on May 28th, and Black Widow is coming on July 9th. Each of those will be part of the $30 Disney Plus Premier Access, uh, whatever you want to call it, add-on, fee, whatever you want to call it. Yes. Uh, so you have to pay $30 per movie uh, here, or you can go to the movie theater if your movie theater is open and you feel safe to do so to see those films on those dates. Um, yes. So I don't know. Does this do anything for you? I mean, Cruella, I probably will not pay Premier Access money for, nor will I see it in a theater. But I'm hoping that by July 9th, um, enough people in New York City will have been vaccinated and I will feel safe enough to have reactivated my AMC A-list and, you know, feel comfortable to go back to a movie theater and see that man holding the popcorn and throwing it all over himself and whatnot and hear Maria Menounos' voice once again. Like, hi, I'm Maria oh Menounos with, what is it called? I forgot what it was called. Like, AMC Stubbs Access or something. And she would just talk about, like, random trivia. Ugh. I'm honestly shocked that you even remember that. So how could I forget Maria Menounos? She's like, I don't like I don't know her from anything else. I just know her from AMC's little like pre uh, preview promos. Anyways, I'm just excited to see movie trailers again. So hopefully by then I'll, I'll actually see Black Widow in theaters. But Cruella is like, eh, we'll see. Yeah, I I agree with you. Uh, Cruella for me doesn't do too much. I mean, I'll watch it eventually, but. Yeah, definitely not rushing to it. But yes, Black Widow, I'm excited for. I was excited for this movie. With the amount of times they've pushed it out, I'm not too sure it's going to have any effect on like the MCU as a whole. But yeah, maybe no. it does. Maybe I'm wrong. It's just a prequel. I'm, I mean, we already know her fate, so I think. Yeah. 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 Thanks for the spoiler, Ahmed. Really appreciate it. I didn't it. say anything about what her fate was. I just said we know her fate. You no, know, you didn't spoil, though. You didn't spoil the fact that Luca is coming to Disney Plus for free. 
Uh, so that is coming to Disney Plus on June 21st, 2021. This was uh, going to come out in theaters, and it's now going to skip movie theaters, much like Disney's Pixar's Soul did, and debut as a Disney exclusive. This one comes from TheWrap.com, uh, who goes into a little bit more detail, but pretty much that's that's the gist of it. Which is so interesting to me. I wonder why they refuse to put these Pixar films in theaters but everything else is okay to be released in theaters as well as Disney Premium. And, like, it almost feels like they're... I feel like... I don't know. To me, Pixar's production values must be, you know, sky high. I can't imagine it's cheap to produce these animated movies and, like, all the server power and whatnot to, to create these, you know, super realistic and detailed worlds. I can't imagine that that's cheap. And they're not profiting on it seemingly at all besides just Disney Plus subscriber fees. Like, they're not charging Premier Access. They're not getting any box office numbers. So, I don't... Like, part of me wants to be optimistic and like, oh, yeah, Soul must have done so well. That they're like, all right, we'll just do Luca on there as well in terms of, like, getting new subscribers. And maybe that's the strategy is, like, they do a mix of, like, some things are Premier Access, but some things are free to entice people to join Disney Plus. But at the same time, the cynical part of me is like, what if they're just like using this as an excuse to be like well pixar movies haven't been doing well in recent years like let's sell off pixar or something stupid and it's like maybe they haven't been doing well because you haven't like been selling them because <laughs> you haven't let people I, buy, pay money for them i don't know i well right i and i'm 100 percent with you but i i mean i would really really hope that they don't sell pixar off um i can't imagine that they would but then again yeah. i mean i can't imagine that they would I, but i would feel like maybe they're like oh we should give pixar less funding so that we can give more funding to Disney Animation Studios or something like that. I don't know. Something stupid like that. Maybe I'm just I'm just conspiracy theorizing. This is not anything. There's no well, there's no basis for my speculation here, but Right. And what's crazy is like this is the third movie now, Disney uh the Pixar movie that has released during quarantine, right? So Onward started it off uh and then you had Soul and now Luca. So yeah. it's I mean Onward had like crazy. a mini theatrical run. It had like a week or two. <laughs> But that's about it. Yeah, but I mean, it was impacted by the pandemic, right? So. Yes. Yeah. So um, it's just a very interesting choice, considering it's coming out in June. Meanwhile, Corella is coming out in May, and it is going to see a theatrical release. So I do, I'm wondering, what's the strategy here? Why Luca? Why why Pixar movies specifically, um, as opposed to anything else? Like I'm sure Raya. Well, no, Raya was released in theaters. Like it's not even an animated thing. It's literally just a Pixar thing. Right, so, but well, yes, yes, yes. The only movie that's gone straight to Disney Plus for free have been the Pixar movies. Yeah, and Mulan, but that was like kind of a, a test run for Premiere Access, and in the middle of the pandemic. So, um, I wonder if they're seeing success though with putting some of this, like if they're putting Pixar movies on Disney Plus, if they're getting a different blend of subscribers. Maybe, maybe they're getting different subscribers that they didn't expect to get. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe the strategy is. To entice people to subscribe to Disney Plus, because it's like, oh, this movie's free, and then when they come in, it's like, oh, Black Widow's also on here, but you have to pay a little extra for it. Like, is that the strategy? It's like lure people in with a free movie and then kind of bait them <laughs> to, to pay money for a premier access right. movie. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's very interesting to me, but I mean, end of the day, I'm not really complaining. I look, look, Luca looks fantastic, and I'm excited that I won't have to pay any money for it or leave my house to see it. <laughs> Or even wear clothes right. to see it. So, <laughs> literally, um, yeah, it's I'm I'm going around just trying to see if these if like new Pixar movies are even on the future schedules. 
and I don't yeah. know what other pick. I don't even know what Pixar slate looks like anymore. I feel like so out of the loop. There's that one uh, turning red or whatever it is about the girl that turns into like the giant red panda. Oh yeah, it's kind of uh, like yeah. I vaguely remember this, but that's like I don't remember any of the rest of their slate of films. Because they didn't announce... Yeah. I think Luco is like one of the last things that they announced at D23 2019. Right? You know what I could see them doing? Uh, yes. Yes. What I could see them doing is is molding in... Merging Pixar, Pixar into... Uh, did, oh, did wait. Animation Studios. Encanto is another... No. So that's what I'm looking at. Just Encanto kidding. It's is not. Disney. Yeah, it's Disney. Just kidding. Yeah, so I'm looking here. They announced on Investor Day, Ryan the Last Dragon, obviously. Encanto... Baymax, Zootopia plus Tiana, Moana, and Uwaju. What's Tiana? Which was, uh, those were like short uh, TV shows for Disney+. Oh, plus. Oh, oh, And you said Turning yeah. Red is the next Pixar film that we know about. Interesting. Yeah, I, I literally looked up... Uh, what did I look up here? I'm currently on Disney.Phantom.com. And I'm going to the Pixar's page to see if they have anything further. Because I genuinely can't remember. Let's Here we go. Upcoming under Pixar movies is Turning Red, Lightyear, and, and Luxo Luca. Jr. Luxo Jr. Pixar's mascot, the light, the lamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what is that? I don't know. It says it on on Disney.fandom.com slash wiki slash Pixar. Luxo Jr. Pixar's mascot is apparently a scheduled thing. Maybe I don't know. It doesn't have a date or anything. But yeah, Turning Red and Lightyear are the are the two like confirmed titles after right. Luca. Uh, Turning Red being which March 11th, 2022, and Lightyear being June 17th, 2022, which we'll discuss in a bit, actually. We'll discuss the release calendar. Yeah. And then there's a TBA movie, uh, June 16th, 2023. So I don't, I don't, think Pixar, I don't think Pixar has any signs of stopping. I think it's... Uh, yeah. Let's, let's... It's just oh, a... Oh, hold the damn phone. Holding. Okay. So the director of Luca... Is the director from La Luna, the short film? Oh. That's where that boy looked familiar. Okay. Uh, sorry, it was directed and written by Enrico Casarosa. That makes sense. Okay. Yes, I knew that child looked familiar. Okay. That does make a lot of sense. Okay, I see. I see where the influence is now. Um, yes. Interesting. Hmm. All right. Why don't we jump into the release calendar here? So we'll go. I'll, I'll fly through these real quick so we can get into some other news. I know we took a lot of time on these first three pieces here, but I think they're important. I'm sure Ahmed would agree. Yes. Uh, so theatrical release date changes here. Uh, we've got Free Guy is now coming out on August 13, 2021. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings has now been pushed to September 3rd, 2021. The King's Man has been pushed to December 22nd, 2021. I wonder if this movie's ever going to come out. <laughs> uh, Deep Water is coming out on January 14, 2022, and Death on the Nile on February 11, 2022. Running down the uh, release schedule here, and as Ahmed and I noted uh, before the show here, there are some movies missing, namely Luca um, and Spider-Man uh, No Way Home. I keep wanting to call it Far Way Home, Far From Home, but <laughs> No Way Home is also not on here, but it's confirmed for a 1220. Two, I want to say twelve twenty-five, like Christmas. I don't know if they announced the specific date. They said Christmas. So I could be wrong. Hold the phone. Because twelve twenty-two is a Wednesday, but I guess December seventeenth, twenty twenty-one. Seventeenth schedule for. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, and it looks like it is... Yeah, okay. December 17th. Okay, let's start from the top. 2021 films. Uh, May 20th, 2021, Cruella. July 9th, 2021, uh, Black Widow. July 16th, from Searchlight Pictures, comes The Night House. Uh, July 30th is Jungle Cruise. This was pushed back from last year. Uh, August 13th, Free Guy, from 20th Century Fox. August 27th, from Disney, is The Beatles, Get Back. Which I have no idea. Do you have any idea what this is? No. I'm assuming it's like okay. a documentary kind of thing. Maybe. But I could be wrong. I have no idea. I've never heard of this. Uh, filmmaker Peter Jackson presents a restored, never-before-seen footage of the Beatles during the recording sessions of the album Let It Be. Oh, that's cute. Okay, okay. so it's kind of a documentary. All right. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, September 3rd, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. September 24th, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, a limited release from Fox Searchlight. Uh, and like we talked about, um, Amanda and I talked about off the air, but Searchlight is a lot of smaller release films. Uh, yes. And some larger release films. Yeah. Uh, okay, October 15th, uh, from 20th Century Fox, The Last Duel. October 22nd, also 20th, 20th Century Fox, Ron's Gone Wrong. October 29th, 2021, Searchlight uh, has antlers here, which is a horror movie, so you won't be catching me watching it. <laughs> I got uh, you, November guys, November 5th, <laughs> November 5th uh, Eternals, Wednesday, November 24th, oh, because right before Thanksgiving, uh, Encanto, which we just talked about from Disney. Uh, December 3rd from Searchlight comes Nightmare Alley in a limited release. Uh, December 10th, 2021 from 20th Century Fox, West Side Story. And Wednesday, December 22nd, The King's Man. Sorry for the loud bang. I just dropped my phone on my desk. (laughs) I probably couldn't Uh, hear, but the podcast will definitely be. Oh, the podcast will hear it. Oh, no, I didn't hear anything. I saw you jump. Mad loud. I was like, oh, no. Okay, real quick while Med's picking up his phone. uh, In 2022. Looking at just the named releases, we'll go through those real quick. Uh, Deep Water comes out on January 14, 2022. Death on the Nile, February 11, 2022, just like we just talked about. Turning Red on March 11, 2022. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, March 25, 2022. Thor Love and Thunder, May 6, 2022. Lightyear, uh, June 17, 2022. Black Panther 2, uh, July 8, 2022. Uh, and then this is an interesting one that I'll name, even though it's untitled, is the next Indiana Jones movie comes out July 29th, 2022. Uh, Captain Marvel 2, 11-11-22. Um, Avatar 2, 12-16-22. I'll believe that when I see it. Oh, my God. Not um, Avatar. But there's also an untitled Marvel film for October 7th, 2022. I wonder what that is. Well, if we were to listen to you, you'd be like, oh, that looks like Spider-Man No Way Home got delayed a full year. Listen, it's because it's not listed in this release schedule, otherwise all-inclusive. But no, it's not untitled, so I, I, I genuinely have no idea what that is. Are they maybe referencing a TV show? or like? I don't know, I don't know what Marvel movie is coming out that they haven't mentioned, and like coming out recently, at least. Or not recently. I, uh, I don't know. Soon. So... I don't know, but what we do know is moving into 2023, December 22nd, 2023, Rogue Squadron comes out. Uh, 2024, 2020, 2024, Avatar 3. Um, anyways, <laughs> these dates are so like these are reaching so, so far, far out. <laughs> they're so far out that my brain actually hurts looking at. We're gonna them. have like COVID 69 uh, by then. Wait. Stop. <laughs> December 19th, 2025, Untitled Star Wars Movie. December 18th, 2026, Avatar 4. December 17th, 2027, Untitled Star Wars Movie. December 22nd, 2028. We will be almost 40 years old by then. I don't say that. <laughs> don't say those Avatar words. 5. 
releases in theaters. Wait, is that so? Hold on. When will isn't there supposed to be a new Star Wars trilogy by Ryan Johnson? Is that what those are? The ones that are like twenty twenty five, twenty twenty seven, twenty twenty nine. Probably because there's no other Star Wars movies. That's so far away. I mean, it's good because it gives us space to like breathe because it feels like we've been on Star Wars onslaught, but also like we're gonna be forty by then. Ugh, that's so crazy. We will essentially be like, oh, oh my god. I mean, your beard will be one hundred percent white. Stop. Gen Z is already making fun of us every day on TikTok. I log in and like millennials be like, the next Marvel movie trailer came out. I'm crying and I'm like, okay fucking call me out i guess <laughs> like, <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> like oh my god gen- or millennials be like skinny jeans and i'm like okay that's my entire wardrobe thanks anything else <laughs> <laughs> you know what's interesting i mean there's a lot of there's four marvel movies coming in 2023 and one two three four five six disney live action movies um, yeah, it's a lot. Disney live action anyway, is never I- something. I'm never like, ooh, Disney live action, because I feel like it's just going to be like Pirates or John Carter or something. Pirates stupid. of the Caribbean, Tron. based on the ride, the movie. <laughs> based Stop. on the ride, based on the movie, the movie reboot. <laughs> the movie, the ride, the movie, the musical, the series. Perfect. Pretty much. All yeah. right, let's jump into, I don't know, we're at like 100 minutes now. No, um, we're fine. We're not even so, halfway through. We're good. Yeah. All right, we're good. All right, let's jump into the hot news. Uh, hopefully, no, no, no more of these movies push out anymore, and they all stick to the dates. Uh, yes. But we are moving on to gaming stuff. So Ahmed, why don't you take this first one? Because I could give literally two shits. <laughs> I just think it's super interesting because I feel like the future of this game is an absolute disaster. So Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, as you may recall, had a disastrous launch and has been struggling to kind of regain the trust of the public to kind of no avail. We haven't really seen anything. Uh, come to fruition besides like a few bug fix patches i think the the patch two that they promised for february hasn't been released yet and we're now well into march um so who knows what when this game will be in a playable form um or when it'll or if it'll ever kind of recover itself the way witcher 3 recovered itself from its original launch um to throw a wrench into that uh i'm assuming this is pronounced andre zawadzki it's a very polish name it ends with a j and there's a z in there but i'm gonna say andre um, you could probably correct me if you want, but uh, it, it's on it's Andre, but yes, Andre. It, it, Andre is close enough. Yeah, close. Uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven lead gameplay designer has left CD Projekt Red. Uh, he joined in twenty sixteen, so this is kind of interesting. We'll see what happens. I'm as we've talked about the whole Cyberpunk saga. Um, a lot of things that were originally supposed to be launched with the game were never implemented. And being a lead lead gameplay designer, I would assume that a lot of those ideas might actually leave with him and never be implemented, including but not limited to the, like the wall running system, the uh, subway system that they were supposed to implement, and all kinds of other like gameplay things that were kind of just omitted in order to get the game out during its launch window. <laughs> Um, so to, to quote his tweet here, he says, after almost eight years, my time at CDPR has come to an end. It's time for a new adventure to every person I've met on the way. Thank you. Uh, it was an honor and a pleasure. See you around. So, um, it, I think he was one of the, the original developers that was receiving like death threats and whatnot. Um, and had tweeted himself like during the launch of the game saying it's absolutely unacceptable and just wrong. We are people just like you, um, blah, blah, blah. So you know honestly take all the time you need take a break i don't think that he could have imagined that this launch would have been or maybe he did you know as as it neared but um you know 
I think I don't necessarily lay the blame on any of the developers. I think this is more of an executive leadership kind of issue. Um, so we'll see what happens with the future of this game. But uh, I don't know. I thought it was. I guarantee it's going to be a mess. <laughs> Probably. I mean, to, to for I, I said I mentioned will it be will it, you know redeem itself like Witcher Three because Witcher Three was also released with a bunch of bugs and issues, but now it's be, kind of become like noted as the best RPG on PC of all time. Um, like it's very it's kind of gained its status almost of like Ocarina of Time for PCs. Like Ocarina of Time is like widely considered the best Zelda game and one of the best video games of all time. And Witcher 3 has kind of gained that status over the past few years, even after its uh, shitty launch. So the story isn't over yet, but we'll we'll see what happens at this point. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I I hear you. I think that The Witcher had its different set of issues. I don't know if it launch. was as as disastrous as this, but right, right. No, that's what I'm saying. It's not. It's nothing compared to this. Yeah. We shall nothing. see. See, we shall. See, um, speaking of other bad games, I'll just take this one too. Um, Marvel's Avengers has an actual roadmap. They're actually they're still working on this game, which is shocking. Um, so this one comes from IGN. Square Enix has detailed Marvel Avengers 2021 roadmap. Um, so it looks like in March we're going to be getting Operation Hawkeye, uh, which will also bring the game to next-gen consoles. So there's going to be a new hero, a new villain, a new story, free upgrades to next-gen. Um, I don't think this is released yet, though. Is it has it been released already in March, or is it coming the, towards the end of this month? Which part? The Hawkeye and the next gen console update. Oh yeah, it's out. It's oh, out. it is yeah. out. Okay, just kidding. Yeah. So this is already out as of now. Uh, Operation Hawkeye: Future Imperfect, uh, new hero, no villain, new story, upgrades, next gen, all that fun stuff. Coming in spring, we're gonna get the uh, the Tachyon Anomaly or Tachyon Anomaly. T a c h y o n. Um, you can play as your favorite or any combination of your favorite heroes. Um, Tachyon missiles are scaled for power levels 1 through 100. Uh, and then there's also the Red Room Takeover, which is presumably a Black Widow uh, kind of centered story. Uh, enter the Red Room with new themed Harm Room content, and there's new hero outfits. In Summer and Beyond, you're going to be getting uh, the Cosmic Cube, Wasteland Patrol, and War for Wakanda expansions. Um, the War for Wakanda being the biggest one here. Uh, with obviously Black Panther being introduced to the to the fray, new hero outfits, power level cap increase, new villains, uh, new story, etc., etc., etc. So for anyone still playing this game, there's a lot of content on the horizon, and it looks like they are still actively working on making this game, uh, you know, as good as it can be. It's interesting that they are doing so, but it's also, I mean, I would rather have them work on it and, and make it as good of a game as it can possibly be, rather than. Uh, you know, just leaving it by the wayside and giving up on it. So this is good. Um, there's also additional content and features coming, post-level 50 progression, as I mentioned, balance tuning, all that fun stuff um, to make sure that the game is, is fair and enjoyable for all levels. So I don't know, maybe this, <laughs> maybe this is another like cyberpunk thing where after two or three years, you can jump back into it and be like, oh, this is now a complete game as it should have been when it was originally released and is actually fun to play. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, I'm. Uh, part of me is shocked that uh, they didn't go through and make this free to play yet, but I think they're holding on for dear life at this point. So it really we'll, should be free to play, <laughs> considering all of like the, the I don't know. It just feels very microtransactiony. It's like those mobile games that you download now. Remember when mobile games were like simple? You just download it and it was like press play, and then it's like we have to collect coins to gather for your diamonds to get emeralds to get stars to buy oh, hooks God, for yes. your thing. And it's like what the hell is all this? 
Oh my God! Yes, 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 yes. I remember. Right. I remember. Remember the good old days. Fruit Ninja was like, oh. just kill the fruits. That's all you. That's all you needed. Just kill the fruits. You know, they have a VR version of that for PSVR. Wait, do they really? Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Fruit Ninja VR. Know what I'm downloading next? <laughs> <laughs> and never playing next. Yeah. Stop. I'll play it for like an hour, and then I'll be like, okay, I'm sweating. That's enough. Oh my God. But. <laughs> Um, Square Enix also had like a Square Enix Presents digital showcase. They showed off some new stuff too. Um, some, a lot of stuff that leaked out actually. But uh, So jumping into this through the Polygon uh, did a very nice summary of everything that was announced. Uh, Life is Strange True Colors was announced and it's going to launch on September 10th on, drumroll please, Google Stadia, uh, PlayStation <laughs> 4, PlayStation 5, Windows PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. Uh, the sequel to Life is Strange 2, True Colors will pull back from its predecessor's episodic format and release its full story on the same date, which is kind of cool. Nice. For those that don't like that. Uh, they're doing two Life is Strange remasters, so Life is Strange, uh, Life is Strange Before the Storm. Um, wait. Oh, sorry. Just Life is Strange and Life is Strange Before the Storm will get a remaster, and those will be part of an ultimate edition of Life is Strange True Colors on September 10th. Yeah, I was going to say, they're going to do a remaster of a game that came out in 2019? Like, how bad could it look? <laughs> right. Well, that's that's where I, I was like, wait a second. My brain was like, <laughs> oh, yes, one and two. And then it was like, no, no, no. Um, and then it'll come as a standalone purchase later on this year. Uh, Project Athea uh, has now become Forspoken. Uh, so this was first announced at PlayStation's June 2020 event, uh, which is an all-new IP from Luminous Productions, which was codenamed Project Athea, is now called Forspoken. Uh, it's an action-adventure game starring Ella Belinska as the protagonist uh, Frey Holland, facing off against dragons and other colossal beasts in an untamed land. It's coming to 2022 for PS5, and it's also coming to, P to Windows PC. You should... Uh a note to Paul specifically, you should keep this tab open and watch the last 20 seconds of the trailer when we talk about the next news, or when I talk about the next news item, because I think uh, for those at home now, <laughs> the trailer looks really cool. Um, the title announcement came with a little trailer, like an interview with the actor, but the last 20 seconds shows the gameplay, and I think it looks uh, very promising. Um, you know, I won't oh, okay. hold my breath to it too far, but I think it looks really, really good. Yeah, I will I will take a look at that. Uh, why did I click on it? It said, this is Outriders. Oh, because I clicked on the wrong one. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Uh, then, so the next up came Outriders. Outriders is uh, the game that we kind of talked trash about coming to <laughs> Game Pass on day one. Third person looter shooter uh, coming on April 1st. And yeah, I don't know. They did like an Outriders 101 thing, which I don't know if that's up your alley, then go for it. Uh, Balan Wonder World uh, launches March 26th, so this week. Um, and they didn't, they, they dropped a launch trailer. And I don't think anybody really cared. I really cannot wait to see the reviews for this game because I cannot imagine that there's going to be anything above like a six at most. It, it looks was painful. it was painful to play. So bad. Like I'm shocked so that they bad. looked at this and like, yeah, this looks like a fun game. We should release a demo to show how everyone to show everyone how like it plays. Like what? Why would you release a demo yeah. of this in that state? Did you play it with your eyes? It's Oh, it's so bad. So, yeah. uh, they went through the Marvel stuff, Marvel's Avengers, which I met already covered. Uh, they are going to release, well, they have released actually at this point, uh, via Crystal Dynamics, has released a Tomb Raider Definitive Survivor Trilogy, which is all three games in the, the Tomb Raider reboot, uh, whatever trilogy. I was going to say franchise, but uh, it's just a trilogy right now. 
and it's up on the PlayStation Store and Microsoft Store for $19.99, uh, but it's going to go up to $49.99 in two weeks. So this comes with Tomb Raider 2013, Rise of the Tomb Raider, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Uh, definitely 100% worth getting these games if you have mm-hmm. one of the next-gen systems. And by next-gen, I mean next-gen or previous-gen. Uh, so, well, I guess current-gen or previous-gen. So definitely buy them. They're 100% worth your $20 in yes. the same vein that the Uncharted games are worth your $20 They well. are absolutely so. excellent games. Yeah. I mean, I haven't played Shadow. Did you ever Shadow. finish Shadow of the Tomb Raider? Okay. I haven't even started Shadow yet. I've only been using Shadow of the Tomb Raider as a, uh, as a benchmarking tool to make sure that my overclock was stable. <laughs> Oh, that's nice, nice, it. nice. It's funny because um, I want to play Shadow of the Tomb Raider. It was on Game Pass. It got pulled from Game Pass. I'm like, okay. Uh, so I'm like, okay, what do I do now? Um, so I thought about buying it, and I was, it's like $15 like constantly. And I'm like, well, if I'm going to pay $15, I might as well pay 20 and get Rise of the Tomb Raider. Uh, I think Did I you ever play Rise? I beat Rise, yeah. Oh, okay. I beat Rise, but I'm like, I, for $5 more, I might as well get Rise of the Tomb Raider. I would buy them. Is it, when you buy on Microsoft Store, is it, like, exclusively for Xbox or exclusively for PC? Or can you buy, like, I don't know how that works, you No, know, I, I don't know. I think it's only on Xbox. I think it's only on Xbox. Okay, that's fine. It plays well, regardless, and I'm sure it'll play beautifully on your Series X, so that's all good. Yeah. Yeah, I know there's more hair effects and stuff on PC. Make it make, uh, makes it look a lot nicer. With our graphics cards, you can't see the difference. It's good. It'll oh. play great on your Series X, and you'll get the ray tracing. So I'll squint It'll my eyes nice. real hard. Yeah. Um, okay, and then games that you were really hoping Square Enix would announce, they delivered. <laughs> Just Cause Mobile Oof. is coming. Uh, I don't even know when. They didn't even say when. Uh, it's a top-down action shooter that Square Enix says will feature four-player cooperative missions, 30-player competitive multiplayer, and, an, and a, quote, action-packed story campaign in a free-to-play package. Doesn't yet have a launch date, but it'll land sometime this year on Android and iOS. And then the other thing that you've been asking for, Space Invaders AR. Uh, <laughs> so Taito has a number of smaller games and adaptations in the works for 2021. But this is uh, this adaptation of the 43-year-old shooter will put aliens out in your surroundings through the magic of augmented reality on a phone. I remember when augmented reality was like the coolest thing, and it was like I had my uh, what was it? Oh my god, I had like a motor, like one of the first-gen Android phones, and I was like, I gotta go to New York so I could try out this AR app because it'll like. You can point at a store and it'll tell you the details like it's google maps and i was so hyped about that and this was like 2013 and i don't know hopefully ar has advanced past that and is a little more exciting now <laughs> so you know what's really funny is that the trailer is literally the majority of it for space invaders is like the space invaders hovering over a city no uh well i'll tell you in a minute when this trailer ends but the majority of it is just showing all like the Space Invader history, I guess. And then it's like, Space Invaders takes over reality. Discover the new AR mobile game. Subscribe now. SpaceInvadersAR.SquareEnixGames.com Okay. Like, okay, Thanks. sure, I guess. Thanks for nothing. That was a waste of time. I'm sure it'll be fun. Maybe it'll be cool if you go to, like, an observation deck in a city, and then you play it on top of the city. And, like, pretend like you're really saving the city from the Space Invaders. <laughs> of all the things I'd be doing on top of, like... I don't know, a building in the city. I'd be panicking, first of all, because I hate heights. Really? Uh, you don't I like even imagine. going like, observation decks? Mm, I don't know about all that, but okay. Interesting. Anyways, when I did the one in Chicago where it, like you lean against the window and it tilts you out, and you're like... Oh, Ooh. my God. No. <laughs> it I, was I, so I, cool. I have, I have a sinking feeling in my legs with just you describing it. <laughs> Anyways. 
All Those right. Roller coasters aren't for you, huh? One more here uh, for this section, and then Ahmed is going to take us through some Sony news, which is a whole hell of a lot more exciting than any of the stuff we've covered so far. <laughs> uh, Truly. Next, next news item, Gotham Knights is delayed to 2022. Somebody acts surprised. Every major game is being delayed yet again. Uh, so we've got a more stylish cyberpunk newsletter here from uh, Gotham Knights Twitter account. It's not just yellow like the CD Projekt Red one is. This one's got a little bit of a background with the owls and all that stuff. And it says, Gotham Knights will now launch worldwide in 2022. We're giving the game more time to deliver the best possible experience for players. Thank you to our amazing fans for your tremendous support of Gotham Knights. We look forward to showcasing more of the game in the coming months. I gotta be honest, I barely know what this game is. Like, I understand that it's not just Batman, it's like all of the, you know, DC characters. Like, I see Nightwing in one of these screenshots and a few other people. It's a, I'm pretty sure it's a multiplayer game. I would assume so, but I still know very little about it. Yeah. So we don't, we don't know all sure. that much. It like it like didn't leak out. It was going around, and people were like, "Oh yeah, like Gotham Knights is this game that's about to be announced." Blah 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 blah. And um, yeah. Sure. But yeah, I mean, I think at this point we're all for game delays. If you're going to delay it to make it better, please do. There's no reason to rush out a game. No, there's no shortage of video games at this point. Like we're good. Take all the time yeah. you need. Truly. Truly, truly. Um, speaking take us through this. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I messed up your sorry, segue. You fi- I was going to say, speaking of no shortage of video games, but yes. So I've kind of broken up. I've been doing this, like, subconsciously, I guess, in the past few episodes, but I've been like, let's break it up into, like, Sony, Xbox, Nintendo. Um, so first up is Sony, because they have by far the most uh, headlines here, or at least the most dense headlines. And uh, as I was saying, speaking of or having way too many games to play sony's giving away not one not two but 10 free games as part of their play at home so we'd previously uh play at home program so we previously talked about how ratchet and clank is part of the uh, play at home program um if you have a playstation you can download ratchet and clank for free um they're adding 10 new games to that list for this spring which will be available starting march 25th so this one comes directly from the playstation blog these games include uh, Abzu, which is kind of a beautiful underwater adventure. Beautiful being, I'm quoting, I've never played this game, so I have no idea how beautiful it actually is. But it's an underwater adventure that evokes the dream of diving. Uh, Enter the Gungeon, which is a gunfight dungeon crawler following a band of misfits seeking to shoot, loot, and dodge, roll, and table flip their way through personal absolution, blah, blah, blah. It looks like a 2D fun adventure. Uh, Res Infinite. Uh, a thrilling journey of sights and sounds and shooting action remastered and upgraded by members of the original development team exclusively for PSVR and PS4. Um, Subnautica is a... You're, it's exactly what it sounds like. You're in a submarine underwater and you kind of just explore the ocean. Um, the Witness is a single-player game in an open world with dozens of locations to explore in over 500 puzzles, so it seems like just a very uh, big puzzle game. Um, and no... There's no filler. Each of these puzzles brings its own new idea into the mix. So if you love puzzle games, this sounds like it's it for you. Uh, Astrobot Rescue Mission, which was uh, a... It's not exclusively PSVR, but it's mainly intended to be a PSVR kind of uh, platformer game. It's exclusively game. PSVR. Is it, actually? Yeah. It says capture from P- in the screenshot, capture from PS4 Pro, reformatted for non-VR display. Or maybe it is PSVR only. Oh, who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Um, it I, looks very fun. I can tell you with 100% certainty it is VR only. I believe you. Um, Moss is a single-player action puzzle adventure game. 
where you play a little mouse and has dreams of greatness beyond the confines of her settlement. Uh, Thumper, which is a classic kind of rhythm action game. I think I, I, I do already own this on Switch, um, and it is very fun. Uh, so it's uh, definitely worth a download for the price of $0.00. And zero cents. Paper Beast experienced the dreamlike odyssey in virtual reality, discovered a wild ecosystem born from lost internet data. Uh, be the first to explore a world inhabited by exotic and surprising creatures and shape your environment to overcome obstacles and puzzles, uh, which looks very interesting. So that completes the list of the 10 free games. And uh, also, in addition, there is Horizon Zero Dawn, will also be coming uh, for a limited time starting April 19th, uh, which is very, very exciting. Uh, I think April 19th until May... 15th so you have roughly a month to download horizon zero done for free which is incredible because this is an awesome 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 game and it's highly worth uh highly worth your time um, and then if you're into anime there's also apparently a free extended trial of funimation um a joint venture of sony pictures information or entertainment and anaplex of japan so if you want to do that the extended trial offer kicks off on march 25th and is available through april 22nd so the crazy part is that um, it's the Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition too, right? So it oh yes, it includes the DLC, the DLC. Yes, which is pretty nuts. I mean, it's just crazy that they're giving this game away for free. Yeah, I um, kind of wish that I played the DLC while playing the game as opposed to beating it and then going back to the DLC because the DLC is like just kind of extends the existing story, um, right. so it doesn't necessarily make sense after you've beaten the original game. Um, but that game is phenomenal. Like. There are very rarely instances of games where I sit down and read and listen to all of the extra lore and, like, the tapes and the hidden things that you find. Horizon Zero Dawn, I genuinely would sit there and, like, read these, like, little notes and emails and stuff just because it was... It's such an incredible original story or an original kind of world. Um, I don't know. I was hooked. I love that game, and I cannot wait for Forbidden West. I 100% agree with you. And, yeah, so on the list of games, right, so it's 10 games total. Moss, Astrobot, and Paper Beasts are the three VR-only games. Got so, it. Okay. Um, Res Infinite and Thumper have a VR mode, but they're not VR-only. Yes. Subnautica, I feel like, also has a VR mode, does it not? Mm, I don't think so. It doesn't mention VR, so maybe not. Um, but interesting. Interesting, interesting. Uh, it's... I will look, but I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. But yeah, Is those Reddit are... broken? Reddit? I don't know, maybe. Yeah, I'm getting 503 service temporarily unavailable. Rest in peace Reddit to the internet. Reddit is down. Oh. Yeah, I can't access it there. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> we also got details. So if you remember, I think it was last week or two weeks ago where we got details about um, Sony's next-gen VR headset. Um, so this week, we actually got details on Sony's VR controller, uh, which looks very similar to, I want to say, um, oh my god, what is it called? The Vive controllers, I think? Maybe uh, you're on your own this one. I, I don't know the controllers that well. Vive control. It it looks like a controller that I've seen before. I don't remember. Um, it is a little bit like the Vive, yeah. So it's uh, it's basically, I don't know. It's best to look up a picture, <laughs> but imagine like um, two Joy Cons in your hand, but they also kind of wrap around your wrists, like 
not with a strap, but like the entire plastic thing. Like you kind of put your hands into this device as opposed to just, I don't, I don't know how to describe it better than that. Maybe Paul, you can describe it better, but it looks very interesting. It's a grand departure from the PS Move controllers. Um, there's no, you know, giant light nub or anything. It includes adaptive triggers uh, with haptic feedback. There's finger touch detection. It can detect your fingers movements um, without, you know, you actually pressing a button. So very similar to the HTC Vive um, in that the HTV, the Vive also did that. Um, so it looks very interesting. The PlayStation blog really goes into depth and like waxes poetic about every single cool feature. Um, but it, I don't know, I think it just looks very, very cool and ergonomic. Um, a grand departure from what we've seen in the past. They're definitely made to be used in tandem because one side has the circle and the X buttons and the other side has the triangle and the square buttons. Um, so they're made to be used like together as opposed to each of the PS Move controllers previously having all of the buttons available. Um, so you could just use one or the other. Uh, like they're, one is made for your right hand, one is made for your left hand. And um, I don't know, we'll see, we'll see how these feels, but it does look very comfortable from the marketing images and whatnot. Um, yeah, it does, and I and I've got no idea how to describe what they look like. I mean, they literally look like like orbs, orbs that you put your hands in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like, awesome. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. But they yeah, look super. Definitely cool. look at them. They the adaptive trigger part is what excites me the most. I think. Yes, because the adaptive triggers are definitely one of the biggest selling points. So I mean, we could talk about all the marketing speak, but it's exactly what we already know from the PS5 controller. It's you know they'll. You know have tension in them whatever the haptic feedback is advanced to be more in line with the ps5 controllers finger touch detection will you know detect where you place your fingers without actually having to press buttons um it's tracked through a tracking ring ring that's across the bottom of the controller um and you get kind of like action buttons um so like the the grip button like where your middle finger i guess would rest on the controller will have the l1 button um, and the trigger button will be L2, as opposed to being L1 and L2 on top of each other. Uh, so just a little bit more of like a natural feel, I guess. Uh, so yeah, no, it looks super cool. I'm excited that they're showing all this progress uh, on the VR front. Seems that they're yeah, taking it seems it like it's it seems like it's still a way out. Um, yes, but it's super exciting to see that it's coming along nicely. Yes, indeed. Um, do you want me to just run through the, the rest of the Sony news? Yeah, why not? Sure. All right, so uh, Sony has bought Evo, which is the Evolution Championship Series, um, which I originally was like, what? Is that a game company? It's not a game company. Um, so this one comes from SIE.com, which I believe is, it's not PlayStation blog, but it's like kind of a PlayStation blog. It's the Sony Interactive Entertainment blog, which those are the same thing to me. But anyway, to quote... In 1996, a fledgling fighting game tournament sparked a cultural phenomenon that drew an international following through its inspiring exhibitions of skill and fun. In the decades since, countless legendary battles in that storied tournament, now known as Evolution Championship Series, or EVO, have been waged in the virtual arenas of timeless games, many on PlayStation consoles. Today, we're thrilled to announce the next chapter in the story of PlayStation and EVO, the world's largest and longest-running fighting game tournament. Sony Interactive Entertainment has teamed up with RTS to inquire EVO, sorry, to acquire EVO, through a joint uh, venture partnership with expertise spanning esports event management, brand developer consulting, and gaming talent management. RTS is now a venture led by CEO Stuart Saw and backed by investors including Global Entertainment, Sports, and Content and Company Endeavor. Um, EVO co-founders Tom and Tony Cannon 
will remain closely involved in an advisory role to ensure that Evo continues to service the fighting game community and support its vibrant growth. Uh, this partnership marks a new collaboration, bringing together the resources and expertise that will allow us to elevate the global reach, scale, and fan engagement surrounding this iconic game tournament. So this is really interesting just because it's, I think it's one of the first times that a major, that one of the three major, you know, game companies, the major ones being Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo, have actually bought kind of an esports uh, league in, in this sense. I don't think that any other company has done so. I might be wrong here, but... I feel like usually that's left to either like, you know, the third party developers or or other organizations. So this is interesting. And I'm wondering what they're trying to do here um, with this acquisition. But I don't know. We'll see. But for reference, when I say I don't know either, it's specifically like Tekken, Street Fighter and all that fun stuff. Sorry. Go on. Well, no, 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 no. no, It's all good. So a couple things ran through my mind with this. I, too, was like, I don't know why, like, who cares? I mean, well, not who cares. There's a lot of people out there that really care about this. and A lot of people that go to Evo because of the Smash Brothers scene and everything else. Right. So I don't I don't know. I don't know enough about it uh, to speak intelligently one way or another. But what I can say is that remember where uh, Sony actually paid for Street Fighter V to remain exclusive on PS4, right? And that never released to Xbox at all. Um, and that was something that was huge because that was the, one of the first times in a while since, like, Street Fighter Four, which was the big one that came to both systems. And sorry, everything. you mean Street Fighter Five was the one that was exclusive? You said four before. No. Oh, sorry. I said nothing since Street Fighter Four. Street Fighter Four came oh, to both. Since Street 4. Fighter Five okay. was exclusive to PS4. There you go. Um, which was, like, this big shakeup and everything. So... Um, I could see, I could see them being like you know trying to tie that in and keep the fighting games exclusive, quote unquote, to PS4 and PS5. Um, but I don't know; it's an interesting one. Like I, I guess they want to get more into esports, like kind of like what they said a little bit in this article. So I don't know; it doesn't really do much for me, but it's exciting nonetheless. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how this happens or how this shakes out, I guess, and whether this ends up being a, a positive thing for, for Evo and the esports fighting game scene moving forward. Um, I'm sure it'll put more money into into Evo in its entirety, right? So I would yes. hope that it helps them in the long run. Yeah, I think it would definitely help them in the long run. Um, or at least I hope so. And then last but not least, this one is kind of a rumor, but it did shake up the internet a little bit. Um, a lot of people were voicing their distaste, I think us included, um, so this report comes from thegamer.com. Uh, PS3, Vita, and PSP stores are set to be permanently closed in a few months. So this is not the first time that we've seen digital stores like this close for older systems. Um, the most recent memory being uh, the Wii eShop. Did the Wii, the Wii U eShop didn't close, right? The Wii U eShop is still alive. The Wii U eShop is still alive, correct. Yeah. The Wii eShop closed down, and I want to say the... Th- DS didn't have any shop. Did the 3DS eShop close as well? The DS had the uh, the DSi shop, I believe. Oh, I believe I that's remember. still open. Um, but regardless, this isn't the first time that we've seen stores like this close where you, like, after a while, you just can no longer re-download things that you've already bought. So it's distressing. Uh, a lot of tweets I saw were like, oh, there's no longevity in games anymore, like, or, or no, there's no preservation or sense of preservation, like, these games just kind of disappear after a while, um, and it's, a lot of people are more inclined to turn to piracy when they can't get the games that they paid for legally, because, um, you know, you can download it before the store expires, but what happens if your PS3 
you know, dies or your PSP dies and you end up getting a new one and you owned all these licenses, but you can no longer redownload them. Um, so it can be a very frustrating thing, but this is all still rumored. So via a source, um, that the game there is quoting here. PSPs and PS3's PlayStation Network stores are set to be closed on July 2nd, while the PS Vita store will stay open until August 27th. After those dates, you can no longer be able to purchase digital copies of games or DLC for any of the Sony consoles mentioned above. Um, so this has yet to be confirmed by Sony, but it is a little bit concerning. Um, I mean, I'm sure that they have numbers and data to support like no one is really downloading things anymore. But at the same time, losing access to things that you, you know, had bought previously is silly to me. Because it feels like, at the very least, I think PS3's store, like PlayStation Network store, is the same infrastructure as the PS4 and PS5 store. So it doesn't make sense to, you know, shut that access down. I don't know, maybe it's just the cost of hosting the, the data on their servers that they want to cut down on. I don't know. It's kind of silly. I mean, I know they need to go through and and, and decommission this stuff at some point, but I don't know. It just seems kind of silly to me. Like, hosting a download server is not the same as hosting, like, an online server for a game. So I understand when old, like, multiplayer games have their servers shut down because there's no people playing. Sure, that's fine. Because those are, like, constant upkeep and and maintenance. But just hosting, like, a file to be downloaded, I don't know. It seems very silly to... It is, but let's let's see like them that. actually confirm. Uh, let's see them actually confirm it before we jump to conclusions. So hopefully, yes. this is all wrong and the sources are fake. I don't hopefully, know. hopefully, hopefully, because I'm thinking like I've bought so many games on Steam over the years, and Steam has never been like, oh well, we're shutting down access to these games because they're old, no one downloads them anymore. Like, what? <laughs> I bought them with money. Might happen. Please. There's no other forever, way for me to forever, buy them. Forever physical. You but can buy the, them on CD-ROMs. I don't have a CD drive. No one you has put them one on jump drives. Ah, oh, you're right. Maybe that's the future. USB drives of games. <laughs> Quick, buy them all up now before they sell out. <laughs> oh my god! Remember those like uh, was it like Game Boy Advance cartridges that had like movies and music on them and whatnot? Looking like GBA oh, tunes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I I linked it in the What's the Funcast Discord. Speaking of GBA video cartridges, but somebody put Tenet on uh, GBA Advance or yes. Game Boy Advance it video cartridges. Looks so bad. It took like ten of them. It runs at like ten FPS or something like that. Yeah, it looks awful. It's all because it's uh, Christopher Nolan was like, "Movie theaters are the only way people should watch movies," and people are like, "Bet I'll watch it on my freaking Apple Watch." Bet bet is my favorite word. Ugh. All right, let's move into the Xbox news. Uh, all right, Xbox uh, starting with EA Play coming to PC for Xbox Game Pass members. Talked about this a little while ago. This one, this one comes straight from Xbox. Uh, more than 60 of EA's biggest and best PC games, like Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, FIFA 20, Titanfall 2, and Need for Speed Heat, as well as titles from some of EA's most popular franchises, like Battlefield, Madden, NFL, uh, excuse me, Madden NFL, Command and Conquer, and The Sims, are all here. Uh, and Star Wars Squadrons is officially on EA Play as well as of the time of this writing. So, go and get your free games. I don't know. So. I actually forgot to mention this earlier, but I tried to download and play Need for Speed Heat on PC because I was really excited for it. I was oh like, boy, this here we go. exactly my shit. It's so broken. It literally blue screened my PC three times in a row. And I was like, is it my overclock? But like nothing else breaks it like that. And then I looked it up and people were like, yeah, it actually blue screened my Xbox. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm just not going to play this. It's just extremely poorly yeah. optimized. I don't know what to tell you about uh, EA besides that they're a shit company. 
it got good reviews. I was like, ooh, I'm excited to play the first good Need for Speed game in a while, and yet. It's just poorly optimized for PC, apparently, but, I mean, if people saw blue screens on their Xboxes, I don't have to tell you. Rest in peace. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, yeah. Highly I don't remember, I don't remember there being good reviews for that game. Which... It was like, it, good reviews relative to the previous reviews, because the previous games were all, like, bad. So this one now was like, changing this is story the first good as always. One. It got an go. 8 out of 10 on IGN. I think that's a pretty good review. Oh, that is a pretty good review. That is pretty good. So, so it was like, surprising. It was like, it was like neon soaked and like cool, like throwback to Need for Speed Underground. And I was like, ooh, hell yeah, I'm so hyped. And then I didn't even get to the first race and it was like blue screen. I'm they like, cool. ruined your hopes and dreams. They did. That's why I'm going to go back to Oracle's Tycoon. You'll, you'll be okay. <laughs> Uh, speaking of hopes and dreams being ruined, Xbox Live is now Xbox Network. Uh, this one comes from <laughs> this one comes from IGN, uh, who says originally reported by The Verge, Microsoft issued an official statement confirming the name change. Xbox Network refers to the underlying Xbox Online service, which was updated to the Microsoft Service Agreement. A Microsoft spokesperson said in a statement to The Verge, uh, the update from Xbox Live to Xbox Network is intended to distinguish the underlying service from Xbox Live Gold membership. Oh, so it'll still be called Xbox Live Gold, but yeah, it's just, Xbox it's Network just like, first everything oh, else. I just you just use the Xbox Network to uh, play Fortnite essentially. That's like that's how they'll market free play games, being able to play for free online without an Xbox Live Gold membership. Got it. Sure, <laughs> sounds good. Speaking of sure normal. and got it, uh, Microsoft <laughs> is in talks to buy Discord for ten billion dollars. Oh, uh, no. this one comes from Bloomberg. Discord has been talking to potential buyers and software giant Microsoft is in the running, but no deal is imminent, said the people who asked not to be identified because the discussions are private. Discord is more likely to go public than sell itself, one person said. Representatives from Microsoft and Discord declined to comment. VentureBeat reported earlier on Monday that Discord was engaged in sales talks. So, I, you know, Skype was a failure. So they're like, let us go and buy Discord now instead. So It's please. funny because Discord was literally created as an alternative to Skype because Skype went so bad when Microsoft bought it. And now right. they're looking to buy Discord. Like and now my Discord. Ugh, it's fine. But other Discord. there were other players in talks to also buy them, uh Amazon being the other notable one. Which I think would be a better fit. Not that I would want Amazon to buy Discord either, but it'd be a better fit considering Amazon already owns Twitch and I think they've shown that they can handle that pretty well. Right. Um, so we'll see. Agreed. Agreed. But yeah, I'd rather I'd rather none of them buy Discord. Leave Discord alone. Discord's great. Yeah, However, if Microsoft invest. bought them, if Microsoft bought them and I got Discord Nitro for free with Game Pass, I'd be good with that. <laughs> so. It's always about saving money. What if Amazon bought them and you got Discord free with Prime? Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's all about saving money. You're right. <laughs> and then when things get canceled and deleted and whatever, we complain. I complain. It's fine. Uh, what if they go public things, and then if you invest in them, you get Discord Nitro for free? <laughs> I, yeah, right. Okay. Speaking <laughs> of things dying, let's move into Nintendo news. You know what March 31st is? It's the death of Mario. Oh, no. Rest in peace. <laughs> so this one also comes from IGN. Uh, and they say it's a little over a week until Nintendo for reasons that is still not satisfactory explained. Remove Super Mario 3D All-Stars, Super Mario Brothers 35, Game & Watch Super Mario Brothers, and the Super Mario Brothers 35th Anniversary Merchandise Collection from Sale. It's a situation so bizarre that the internet has attempted to rationalize it by deciding that March 31st is, in fact, the day Mario will die. 
Last year, <laughs> Nintendo released a number of products to celebrate Mario's 35th anniversary with the Bizarre Proviso. Is it usually provision? I guess. I don't know. Proviso is uh, a fancy yeah, way to Proviso say <laughs> that they wouldn't be selling them beyond March 31st, 2021. In the case of Platformer Battle Royale, Super Mario, Brother, or Super Mario Brothers 35, the game won't even be playable after that date. And Super Mario Maker on Wii U will also cease level sharing on that day. Uh, oddly, NES re-release Fire Emblem, Shadow Dragon, and the Blade of Light will also be removed from sale on March 31st. And they said, maybe it's Mario's favorite game. <laughs> um, so it's, It just, like, I understand removing the merch, but there is literally no reason to stop selling 3D All-Stars. Like, why would you stop allowing people to buy something that they are willing to pay for? I don't know, but I've bought a physical version of Super Mario 3D All-Stars. I'm going to lock it in the vault. Yes, if you haven't bought it on physical edition yet, which I highly recommend that you do buy it physically, because as we've seen with digital purchases, nothing is forever. And I think this will be worth something in the long run. Best Buy is actually selling it for $50, uh, $10 off of the original MSRP. So definitely pick that up uh, because all three of the games on offer are excellent. And if you have no other way to play them, uh, you might as well play them on Switch. And they're pretty subpar ports, so definitely buy them and play them. It feels exactly like playing on the original console, so it's fine. You're right, you're right, you're right. Um, yeah, definitely buy them. Uh, the Game & Watch uh, that's out there, I would suggest, you know, if you want that, it's a cool little collector's item. I have an open mind. I have mine still in the box. Probably where it's going to stay, and then maybe one day I'll be able to retire off it. Not really, but um, <laughs> it's a neat little Game & Watch replica that's $50 um, that has Super Mario Brothers. Uh, it has Super Mario Brothers loaded onto it, and then it's uh, it's got, like, a little alarm clock, all these little ridiculous things to make it just like the old Game & Watches were. So pretty neat, uh, but that will stop being put out on sale which which really what that means is that like the same way they ceased uh nes and super nes classics though you know they're still out there but you know retailers won't get any additional shipments of them it'll be whatever they have left and yes you know fire sale through not fire sale but just sell through what's what's left of them um and then the last bit of news here is an interesting one. Niantic and Nintendo team up to create a mobile application featuring Pikmin. So this comes straight from a uh, excuse me, a little notice that was put out about this. Um, and pretty much it says they're working on a, a Pikmin game that uses AR technology and launches globally later this year. For reference, Niantic is the company that created uh, Pokemon Go and yes. used their AR technology. So this will be Pikmin Go, presumably. The top reply to, no, it's not going to be Pikmin Go. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, I want to say, like, right after this came out, everybody's like, what, Pikmin Go? And people are like, uh, some big wig was like, no, it's not Pikmin Go. I mean, yeah, Pikmin aren't, like, collectible items like Pokemon are, so it's not going to be in that respect. Uh, but I'm assuming that you'll open the app and you'll look behind you and see all your Pikmin following you wherever you go or something. Yeah. Something maybe. to that extent. Aim it down to the ground and you see a little Pikmin on the ground. Right? Like, early you'll go to, like, what would be a, you know, Pokemon, uh, Poke Stop, whatever oh. they're called, and you'd see, like, a boss that you have to fight with your Pikmin or something like that. I don't know. We'll see. This is ridiculous. So I'm looking through the comments, right? And, like, the comments are, like, you know, whatever. Uh, the first one's pretty sure Nintendo, every Nintendo app except Pokemon Go has already failed. All this stuff. And then I go into, like, more tweets, which shows you, like, tweets with similar interest or whatever. 
Mm. Um, and this one person tweeted, and it's a Nintendo Direct logo, and it says, yo, it's actually time, let's go. So I'm thinking, like, holy shit, it's another Nintendo Direct. I read it, it says Nintendo Direct, 331.21, Mario's public execution, plus tons of new information on upcoming cease and desist, 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It just... Mario's public execution. Yeah. That sounds about right. That tracks. Literally, it does. (laughs) It does. Mario turns 35, murdered. It's over. He's past this prime. Luigi, you know, really Luigi nice Rise. Oh no, it's his year. It's his, it's his year every year forever now. Every year. I uh, I really wish that they would announce like an Odyssey 2 or whatever it's going to be. Um, I mean, what's after? They had the Galaxy and then Odyssey. What's next? <laughs> Mario Multiverse of Madness? <laughs> Who knows? No, I'm saying that they should release an Odyssey 2. Odyssey Part 2, like Galaxy 2. I guess it's possible. Did, Did even you say read Odyssey? Was, yeah, I never like got a nine thousand moons or whatever, nine hundred ninety nine moons, but I beat the main game. Yeah, maybe I'll play Super Mario thirty five tomorrow night uh, to honor Mario's death. <laughs> to honor Mario's death. <sighs> Anyways, all right. Well, this has been episode one hundred ten or one ten, I guess, of what the fun cast. Um, I believe that we have given you everything. Every single piece of news possible this week. We're almost at 110 minutes. We're way past that. Remember when at the beginning of this episode, you're like, I have faith we'll finish it. Uh, all right, Ahmed, like, no. right, tell me, tell me, how, how long is 110 minutes? Oh, you're right. We are. Shut up. <laughs> we're not almost at 110 minutes, though. We're at 70 minutes. Goodbye. Correct. But we're not well past that. You're right. We're at 70 minutes here, plus 18 minutes on the other track, because Discord said I hate you. So that's oh, 80 right. Remember that? We had a little blip. Hopefully you won't have noticed it, but we had a little <laughs> blip in, in, in the internet. Uh, Ahmed got snapped. Yeah, I was. Thanos took me away. Anyways, yes, it's a long episode, but that is what it is. You love to see news. We love to have news and not have to <laughs> put in a bunch of filler. Anyways, this has been episode 110 of What the Fun Cast. This is Paul and Ahmed signing off. Peace.